Right, if you had to have a notebook where the pages were made of either ham or cheese, which would you choose? I think ham, because that instinctively, I feel like that would hold the the page shape better. No. Well, it's like a brute's parchment, isn't it? If you leave it to dry as well. Oh, if you leave it to dry. Wet, if, if it was a choice between wet ham and normal cheese, I would, I would think writing on normal cheese would be easier. That's true. Like, would, would wet ham hold the ink? Well, I think uh, cheese is a bit like, you know, um, like the Romans used tablets of not fully dried clay so they could just inscribe with a stylus and then it would dry. Okay, yeah. I think you could do that with the cheese, couldn't you? Yeah, but that's there's a very there's a big difference between a tablet and a notebook. Yeah, like a, that's a true. A notebook is something you could potentially have for years and you're like, "Oh, I need to add a note to it." Oh no, it dried out when I first bought it, unlike the tablet which you write yeah. at its point of creation. I don't know. I... Yeah, the withered ham is going to serve you better in the long run, I think. Yeah, but but also like may, the ham would maybe stick together in a book more like it might be easier to separate the cheese again well are you sure about that well i don't know i've never done it <laughs> <laughs> let's hope we never have to Welcome, listener, to this episode 196 of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock, Paper, Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. This week, I am back. I've been on holiday. Thank you very much for, for bearing with me. And thank you very much to Wolf Carlton and, <laughs> and a chicklid. A cichlid. Is that what it's? A cichlid, sorry. Glub, glub, glub. Uh, for, uh, for holding down the fall while I was away. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the games that we'd most like to play for the first time again, um, which I think is a, a very lovely topic. And it was sent in by a reader, a reader, a listener. So thank you very much for that suggestion. And I'll read out the email later. But um, yeah, so we're we're going to talk about the games we'd like to play for the first time. But as is tradition, how are you both? Matthew, how, how are you? Oh, very good. I'm in the grip of... A new gaming addiction. Um, of uh, have you played Vampire Survivors? I heard about it because everyone was raving about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, are you, are you just cresting the Vampire Survivors wave? Yeah, I've just, I yeah, I, I just just picked it up and it is really good. You What's Vampire it? Survivors, precious? It's a ma- uh, like kind of a sort of eight sixteen bit looking field top down. You're a little um, vampire fighter in the middle of it. You only control their movement and they auto attack. And then as you kill the vampires and other monsters that war towards you, uh, they drop gems and then you upgrade. It's just like this really fast upgrade game where you're upgrading this auto firing thing to fight off like hundreds and hundreds of monsters that are just constantly swarming you so it's it's just about escalating wildly and trying to kind of push your character through like an upgrade tree as fast as possible buying um, it sounds great oh it's really <laughs> good it a lot of it feels like they might be castlevania sprites <laughs> the ripped off. i'm not entirely sure um, there's also an enemy in it. You know, there's that um, horrible, I don't know what the, the name of the meme is, It's because it's a little bit kind of like right-wingy, trolly, that kind of white crying face. Oh, the Wojak, I think it's called. Is that what that's called? Yeah, there's, a, there's some enemies that look a bit like that, so I hope it's not like a, you know, horrible kind of um, sort of ex- extremist piece of work. <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, 
that I've I don't think into. so. I think yeah. We... yeah, I'm just going to check this one. Isn't a hideous metaphor for race war before purchasing it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. Maybe I'm just projecting we, onto that. Um, I think we had an interview with the... Uh, oh, okay. Well, they must the be saying And he's just like a, a nice Italian guy oh, who made it just because he was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I hope we... <laughs> well... <laughs> Hey, do you remember that time a few months ago where, as my recommendation, I nearly endorsed a Nazi musician? (laughs) That was a narrow escape. Um, Wonderful. Uh, Yeah, so I'm playing that and it's just, it's so simple, but it it gets so crazy. I've not actually finished it because the maximum level runs to is is, uh, 30 minutes. Like that, that's, that's the aim to survive that long. And uh, last night I survived 29 minutes and 56 seconds. Oh, Matthew. Like, honestly, when it, at the end, the screen has so many sprites that your, your PC is like wheezing. <laughs> it, it, like, I think the game basically runs until it breaks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matthew. I'm it was so... really like nightmarish, but probably one of the best representations of like the dramatic last stand that I've seen in games. That's what I really like about it. It throws so much stuff at you and you're just like, come on, just squeeze a few more seconds. Um, yeah. So that's fun. That's my life at the moment. It's a, it's a lovely life. Uh, Nate, how are you? Well, you may hear, gentle listeners, a slight difference in my recording quality. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of you might consider that retro, in fact, uh, harking back to the Nate's Potato Microphone days. Because um, for some reason, computer didn't recognize my uh, headset mic today, so we're back to using the webcam mic that my computer was malevolently using for an embarrassingly large segment of the history of this podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> just was... pretend I'm reaching you from the 1990s. What a day that was when we discovered that you... <laughs> <laughs> that you'd been using instead of the expensive headset mic just uh, Uh, yelling into the eye of a webcam for months and also to to make it even a passable recording quality I'm having to hold it up in front of my face I quote myself earlier the distance a smug villain would hold an apple Um, so Uh yeah good fun good times good times I've been away I got a new tattoo I did other stuff as well, but I got a tattoo. I, I went back to the UK for a bit, so I got a tattoo of uh, Murray from the the demon skull from Monkey oh, Island. Do they not have? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, He's, do, it looks very good. I'm very pleased. Do they not have tattoo artists in Ireland? They do, but I was going to be in the UK anyway, so I went to my favourite artist, whose oh, name is okay. Will Barber Brown. If you're ever in Brighton, go go check out Will. I'll put a link to his his Instagram in the show notes. Because I, I really like his stuff. He's my favourite artist at the moment. I might get a tattoo in Ireland. Who knows? Probably. One would assume I'll be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to go into London. And it like where we are in Ireland, it like it's been like, you know, hot. But it's not been like mega hot, especially because we're on the coast. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're on the sort of Atlantic-ish coast as well. So it's never really like too hideous. But I went into London. I oh my god! I nearly melted. I know it's a very obvious thing to say, but it was really hot in London. Ooh. It actually wasn't that bad up here in the Shire, the frozen north. Yeah, was, well, the frozen exact centre of the country. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was, it, I didn't want to say anything in case I seemed like a climate change denier, but it was all right. <laughs> I had to get on the central light. It was funny because I completely forgot like how to London because I've lived out of London for sort of like four years or something now. And I knew I had to, I was going to stay with my brother and I was like, I, I know I need to go from like St Pancras to, you know, Bow. Uh, and then as I got onto the platform, it was like the station, you know, the trains are cancelled between f*** you and where you need to go. And so I literally like, could not get take that route and i forgot that you what you do is when that happens you just go around and get on a different train you know and so i rang my brother and was like i don't know what to do oh, i don't know where to go you know i was like a tourist basted by london yeah i had to get on the central line it was um, i wasn't ready there's even there's even more lines now than there were before haven't they recently opened one yeah the the is elizabeth crossrail the elizabeth line the purple one it mm. looks very like brutalist kind of 
it like really big gray tunnels. It's what it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you go through a massive loop de loop inside a giant concrete sculpture of a horse's heart. Yeah, it's just, it's just like those fat horse arteries. <laughs> Uh, we haven't mentioned it. For, haven't mentioned it for a while, but new listeners may be unaware that uh, we subscribe to the conspiracy theory that what happened to Shargar, the horse that was famously kidnapped, um, uh, was that uh, Shargar was killed so that his heart could be put into the Queen, and that's why the Queen has lived for so long. And why she massive... gallops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why she has such a peculiar gait. <laughs> Powered by a massive horse. Heart. Why they fitted her with wheelbarrows full of oats. Yeah, when you approach the queen, you have to wait for her to speak first, and also you have to hold your hand out flat so that she can. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but you, you didn't get too hot, Matthew and Bath, was it? Uh, I, I got really hot because a, it was really hot. Uh, our house obviously holds heat like so many people's, uh, and also of these last couple of years of a lot of working at home, I'd put on a lot of weight. So actually the heat was a bit of a, I need to lose weight, wake up call. So oh. now I'm on quite a severe diet, which is really oh, grim. No. The, the most no. exciting thing I have in the day is a cashew nut. A, a single cashew nut. I really look forward to, well, maybe some cashew nuts, but I really yeah. look forward to them. What? So like you've gone from like Rio to zero, water. basically. Oh. Drink Are water. You sh- I eat a lot of salads. That's quite severe. Should you not have tapered off like when you've been on medication? For I can't. A long time? I can't do it because in the past when I've done that, as long as I've got a bit of junk in my life, I'm like, well, I've got a bit of junk in my life. What's the harm of having all the junk in my life? Yeah, um, true. Actually, I, yeah, it, it doesn't work for everyone, but for me, I think I just have to. I, I can't. I've got no self control. I've got such a sweet tooth. You, yeah. know, you can't have like a bit of hard drugs. You know. Well, I was going to say, actually, just start taking amphetamines. I tell you, the weight has fallen off me. (laughs) Can you microdose with Whisper? (laughs) What you do is you go to a nurse and she gives you like half a rubbish uh, calendar chocolate in a cup and then watches you eat it. Well, good luck, Matthew. Thanks. I, I hope you feel better on it. Do you, are you allowed, like, if you go out to a restaurant, are you allowing yourself nice things or is it salads all the way down? Uh, so, uh, yeah, salads, maybe, like, well, we haven't gone out to a huge number of restaurants, but I'm anticipating some bunless burgers. Ooh. Um, it's basically the carbs. It's I'm, I'm a fiend for bread and pasta. It's like all I eat, which is... Oh, they are nice, though. Yeah, they are good. So, you know, I think I can still enjoy some stuff without it. I found a place that does quite a nice halloumi salad. Um, which is which is good, but it's oniony as hell. So I'm just a horrible <laughs> stink boy, twenty four seven. Yeah, we stopped buying breads like about a year ago, and whenever I have some now, it's like, what is this stuff? It's incredible because like, I never eat bread, and so like, yeah, if I just have like a normal sandwich or something, it blows my mind. Like, <laughs> you can tell how the Mesopotamians must have gone mad for it when they first decided to start grinding up grass and like mashing it up with water and, and heating yeah. it. Because, yeah, bread's, bread's a thing. Bread is amazing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a fiend for carbs as well. <laughs> Imagine, like, yeah, eating bread for the first time. You'd sort of wish you could. Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so proud. I, I, like, tossed you that ball and you just smashed it. Thank you. We're getting good. Imagine bread for the first time. <laughs> there must have been a time that you ate bread and it was the first time you ate bread. Yeah, but when you were you... a child, didn't really appreciate, you know, things just got put in you by your parents. You weren't like, <laughs> you were just living, you were just surviving, weren't you? You weren't like, oh, this is delicious, mother. You are just like, Bleh. Yeah, you spent ages just moving forwards through time. <laughs> yeah. But when, what I'm saying is, wouldn't you like... <laughs> If you were given the option to like memory wipe the the memory of bread now as an adult, would would you not want to you know experience bread for the first time again? Uh yeah, I guess. 
And Matthew finally defeated, slumps to his knees and allows the segue to continue. <laughs> so this podcast topic suggestion comes from James Fake Last Name, uh, who emailed us in. If you'd like to email us suggestions for topics or questions or other things you'd like us to talk about, you can email podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, James said, long-time listener, first-time emailer to this address. Because I am in my early to late 30s, I've noticed a new form of nostalgia that presents itself when revisiting my hometown or similar place of my youth and me dreamily recounting, brackets, boring, close brackets, memories of said places to my wife and children. This typically sounds like, you see that pub over there? When we were 17, Dave couldn't get served there this one time. Or, there used to be a choices there and I'd spend ages trying to decide what game I'd spend my money on. Seem, uh, things that seemed a big deal at the time but are borderline inconsequential now are a pleasant place to visit down memory lane. I've recently been re- replaying Outer Wilds mostly because I've been using the soundtrack to help concentrate at work but increasingly because I built up this nostalgia for the fight, flight mechanics and I think I developed a borderline brain trauma getting the Sun Station achievement. I was initially only going to play the game for a few minutes but then I got hooked all over again because I kept remembering the puzzles that absolutely threw me the first time around. Uh, so... James would like us to talk about games that we'd want to play for the first time again. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, oh well, I mean, Matthew, you're a big fan of uh, Outer Wilds. Oh, Did you yeah. play Outer Wilds for the first time ever again? Yeah, 100%. That's the top of my list. Um, is it? Yeah, because you know, that game is full of crazy wow factors and the thrust of the game is working out how... Uh, the solar system works and how each planet works. And obviously, once you know that, it's it's slightly diminished. It's still a really impressive thing. But, you know, I don't know when I can go back. You know, I don't know how long I'll have to wait before my brain is to such pudding that I can kind of appreciate this game afresh. So a mind wipe scenario would be particularly good. I'd particularly like it for the expansion, Echoes of the Eye, because... I think of all the stuff in Outer Worlds, that was that was like the location with the biggest kind of wow factor to it. Mm. You know, I just couldn't, I could, you know, stepping out into it and realizing what it was, and you know, they'd hidden it in a lot of the promotion for the game was like a oh, I will, I will never get to do this again for the first time. This is really absolutely amazing, and and just seeing how it all worked. Oh yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. An old mind wipe. <laughs> I could never get my head around uh, Outer Worlds. Like, it's a really, really great game, but I found it a lot more difficult than a lot of other people I know. I think because it it's just the type of puzzle that I can't fit into my brain, or you know, this sort of three D space kind of puzzling of it. I just yeah, found it I really mean, hard. A lot of it's more about like routine and and mm-hmm. about knowing like where to go and what to do in the limits of those 22 minutes or whatever it is. Like it's not so much the, the actual, the, the, like the moment to moment of what you're doing, I don't think is too out there. It's more knowing that, you know, oh, well, if, if I don't get here before five minutes, I know that this thing will have fallen into a black hole and will basically be busted. So mm. I'll do that first. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the kind of uh, sort of, what are we calling these? They're sort of like knowledge, Metroidvanias. The information, the information is 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 the gear that unlocks the thing, um, rather than any particular piece of equipment. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. interesting because I have the thing that Matthew would do anything for, which is <laughs> a state of complete mental absence with regarding experience of of the outer was names. That's, right. I wish I could. You know, I wish. Science was good enough to know exactly what part of the brain stored a memory. And then we could just, you know, we could swap those bits of our brain. I wouldn't really want to risk it. Because what happens if I'm like, oh, I, I want to forget out of worlds. And then I actually sort of, I don't know, forget my dad or something. <laughs> well, know. like you wake up from the surgery and you're like, I really want to make about... 200 tiny goblin cars. Yeah, exactly. Like you have <laughs> given you the wrong bit. You can't remember out of wilds anymore, but you can remember a load of stuff about ants and fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it is, 
I think puzzle puzzle games sort of lend themselves to this as a topic because cause it's hard to replay a puzzle game, isn't it? Yeah, because you know you've 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 did it. We're playing um, uh, Escape Academy at the moment, and it's really fun. It's like they're just like little half hour escape rooms that um take yeah they take about twenty five minutes, and uh, it's all like running around the cafeteria at a school trying to unpoison yourself and stuff um and it's really fun really fun like two-player couch co-op game but uh you couldn't play it twice because their their nail bite is coming down to like the last 30 seconds at the moment but if you did it again it'd be quite boring but then nate you're not really a puzzle boy like me and and matthew are, are you no yeah i was actually thinking about this um you know, in, in terms of the reasons I would want to play games yeah. for the first time. And I actually came up with, if you'll allow me to abstract to it, probably the whole of the Civ series. Like all, all of Civ. <laughs> well, yeah, because if like, you know, if say I hadn't played Civ 6 before, I still would have played Civ 5. So really all that's yeah. doing is just taking me back a couple of years in time. Right. Yeah. Okay, oh, but wait. wait. If you're wiping all of the Civ series, is there one in particular that you're sort of doing that to experience again? Yeah, you know Civ I mean? 5. Civ okay. 5. I remember I really got into Civ 5. I was on a, a work trip to Berlin where I was uh, going to be speaking at a leasing conference. And <laughs> um, I... I, <laughs> uh, the glimpses uh, of, of your previous life were always very funny. <laughs> so I had um, a laptop with me, and I, I just bought Civ Five, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go and I've only been to Berlin once before. I'm going to go out and see the city, and you know, really drink it in uh, while I'm not at this conference." And I just spent 48 hours in my hotel room playing Civ Five, and I thought, "This <laughs> is living." <laughs> Like, and that was a man who'd already played every Civ game to date. Um, so if you could put me in a hotel room in Berlin with a looming leasing conference and a laptop containing Civ Five, and I had no experience of the Civ games before, I think I might have experienced the apex of human pleasure. <laughs> because it's, you know, every new Civ game is... is is great for me, but it's largely an experience in how have they tweaked it since last time. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to be really generous, if you can sort of, you know, take away my knowledge of the other Civ-like 4X games, so I am really experiencing that whole method of dopamine delivery for the first time. Ah, mm. oh, yeah. I, I would worry though. What happens if you delete your knowledge of Civ and Civ likes, and then don't ever pick them back up again? You don't remember that you liked them, and instead you become like, you know, an FPS esports dude instead. You could, you know, that's quite that's that's almost too substantial a thing to risk. Interesting, yeah. Like, how much of your personality is is built on, you know? having played these games and spent time with these games. I'm not saying it's a huge part of your personality, but look, your life history, for sure. Like, I would have taken... So a... if we if we jump to the alternate universe where I didn't ever play a Civ game, yeah. I'm now wearing Shutter Shades and I'm known worldwide as Fart God 69 um, <laughs> And I'm just suffering a, a horrific uh, social media collapse um, because I took a selfie with a dead dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, we always do this. Someone suggests something, and it's just very clearly the premises talk about games that you'd like to experience for the first time again, and then we have to go into like the meta of it and like. Well, how much I just think that. it's just like when you said the bread thing earlier. I was like, what happened? You know, because there's lots of foods. You know, I haven't tried, and if I removed foods that I already liked, how how do I know that the new me would try them again? You you operate your your diet on a one in one out policy like a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the new me might be like, oh bread, I don't want to try that. I mean that that is ridiculous because it's everywhere. I mean, yeah, you who hasn't tried bread? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But Civ, you could see that happening with. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
one that I was going to say was I, w- I would love to play Mass Effect 2 for the first time again. I guess you'd have to delete Mass Effect 3 as well, but like you can keep Mass Effect 1 and then playing Mass Effect 2 for the first time again would be so much fun. Because mm. I remember, I know I've told this on the podcast before, but I when I was at university, Mass Effect 3 was about to come out and I hadn't played one, one or two. And my friend was like, right, you have to play one and then start playing two and then tell me when you get to like this bit, this mission. Because he wanted to come into my room and watch me as it was revealed who a certain kind of character was <laughs> and and see my reaction. Because it's such a cool moment where you, you've been tracking down this, this sniper uh, and then you know you finally get up to them and they turn around and it's one of your best mates from from the first game and it, and it's just like oh, such a, such an amazing moment mm-hmm. that's kind of tattooed on my brain from when I was like nineteen twenty years old you know God that's ages ago now one of our ultimate uh, pub boys from the last oh, yeah it, oh hang on oh no that's just ruined it for me all oh, right. I'll take it back. Is it Why? my boy? <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> Basically, Alice, I was explaining to, to Matthew, I've been developing like a real affection for Garrus, never having played the games, just based on stuff I found out about Garrus while researching him. Garrus is a great lad, yeah. But I, I actually genuinely like the man, <laughs> even though I never encountered him. But no, I understand that. Like, I've... I've... A deep interest in several television shows that I've never watched, but I have watched like three hour long videos dissecting them on YouTube. Uh, and like, so like I'm really interested in like the vampire diaries as a social phenomenon. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting thing, enjoying the secondary media about something. Yeah. No, Gar- Garris is a great bloke. Well, if he's been doing any naughty sniping, I'll be having a bloody word with him. And well, I suppose anything you do in Mass Effect is sort of for the greater good. It's kind of part of the. <laughs> I think um, I, I had Mass Effect on my list as well because I think games with choices, when people are like, "Oh, it's really replayable because it branches and there are different consequences or whatever," but whenever I play those games, I always make the same choices again and again. Like I, I can't. I don't really have the ability to sort of act outside of of what I'd naturally do in these games. So the choices I make, they're not strategically made for a particular outcome. They're just, the, you know, I just decide what I think is good and play these mm. things by my own moral system. I don't get any pleasure out of like going against my like natural inclination in these cases. So they're always the same. Um, I was thinking about Mass Effect. I was also thinking about. Um, <clears throat> the Fable games, not all on PC, admittedly, but yeah. you know, in Fable, like your hero will adapt and become like all these different things based on how you play. But I always end up with exactly the same person because I just <laughs> play the same way. I cannot get out of that groove, and so that groove is less satisfying a second or third time. And I would happily. There's lots of games which look replayable, but I would actually re- just rather press refresh and do my one playthrough of. No, I know what you mean, because I, I don't want to be a horrible person in RPGs. And that's why one time, like, I was, I would try to do, like, an all-evil run of a game. I can't remember which one it was, and it's, I just didn't like it. So very yeah, nice. we tried doing that on the channel um, with um, Cullum. We did um, Outer Worlds. Oh, you did, didn't Bastard yeah. run, we called just it. Just shooting everyone. Well, that's the thing. All it does is just, it's just like everyone's dead. There's no one to give you any quests, and you have a rotten old time, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I get, what, did, what did I expect, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, what else would you delete apart from Civ? Let's remake Nate. What else would you delete apart from Civ, Nate? So, interestingly, I was thinking about, um, you know, games where I really enjoyed the unfolding of the story and stuff. And, of course, famously, I love Horizon Zero. Horizon Zero. Horizon Horizon Alonso Blanc. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. But, like... Actually, thinking about it, the experience of playing that was so perfect, I wouldn't want to delete that because I'm not sure it could be as fun or as good a second time. So I'll leave that one. I am. Gonna... Didn't you share that experience with your wife also? 
Yeah, so I, I would just be altering the structure of her brain without her consent. Well, and well I'm not it'd cool be with that. It'd be weirder if you deleted your memories, but she kept hers, and then she keeps being like, "Oh, this is like, oh, this is a bit like fighting, you know, a, a brontos, a metal brontosaurus," and you just think she's being incredibly weird. <laughs> and I'd also be like, "Why the hell is my daughter's middle name Aloy? Why was I really into <laughs> French saints?" Like. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to say Minecraft, actually. Like, if I could play Minecraft, for the fir- having not heard of it even for the first time in 2022, I reckon it would be an incredible delight. Because I thought it was, you know, the sense of, wow, I can do anything I like here was really impressive in, like, 2009. So <laughs> I think it might be the most relaxing thing ever, considering just how much more is in the game now. Ugh. That's I think true. That would be a big treat. Would it be like a lot that because you're obviously now you have like stacked Minecraft knowledge, so you that you've sort of accreted over many years and iterations of Minecraft. Coming to Minecraft fresh now, would it be a bit like bloody hell? Like there's all this stuff. Yeah, but you know, I like Dwarf Fortress, innit? So um... that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a game I would erase my knowledge of. Why so not? I, th- I think at this point in my life, I wouldn't put the time in to learn how to play it. Right. I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask the flip side of whether there were things which would would be dreadful to reset on. And that's a good one. Yeah, like knowing how to play Dwarf Fortress is like like knowing how to speak a Persian dialect that's been extinct for 2,000 years. It's like, <laughs> wow, how did I get to know that? I'm, you know, the, what, what a useful, situationally useful thing to know. I could never pick that up again. I can't remember what the video was, but when I was I was making some list feature for RPS and it was like 10 games, maybe it was like free games or something. And um, I was just having to do like a little bit of half an hour capture for each game to kind of get the general sort of spirit of the thing. And Dwarf Fortress was on the list. I remember capturing that and like there's something when you're really against the deadline, there's something particularly ludicrous about booting something up and then it starts sort of like building the entire history of the world before you. And you're like, oh, I just I, li- I just do not have time for this. Like, please stop showing off. Like, just just show me the most exciting bit of Dwarf Fortress. Do not be Dwarf Fortress just for half an hour, please. Wait, was I that the one where you panicked and asked me if I could capture half an hour? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> It was like, oh no, it's like, you know, you're like, oh, I just don't have time for you to build an entire world right now. Like, just, just, just hurry the fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I can well imagine that. Just yeah. not, not a deadline friendly experience. <laughs> Would you like to, like, erase all knowledge and memory of Dwarf Fortress and then not oh, I replace it? Be working for RPS. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, maybe I, I would know. like to do Dwarf Fortress again. Nah, nah, nah. No? No, um, I just don't, I, like, I'm not 23 and really into weed anymore. I could not find the time. <laughs> uh, well, Matthew, what about um, the also, like the Lucasfilm, LucasArts kind of point and click things? Would you like to play them fresh today? Or, I was thinking playing them today they might seem a bit rubbish because they they were obviously uh, great for their time but like the the nine think, menu and the interface and stuff may be a bit clunky what do you reckon i think i had a, a luck out with them in that they they turned up at, at you know i was i don't know a teenager and i liked a lot of them but i did think some of them went over my head a bit you know like actually some of the pleasure of going back to these like when they re-released um the the, the the fancy editions of Monkey Island, whatever, 10 years ago, and I went back into them. There was lots of stuff that I just didn't remember or I just don't think registered with me when I was 12 or 13. It's a bit like when you get into Terry Pratchett for the first time and you maybe get like 70% of it. And it's mm. enough for you to be like, oh, I'm a huge Terry Pratchett guy, but there's he's definitely riffing on stuff which your 13-year-old brain probably doesn't understand. Um, so I think those those particular games do hold up in that regard. Like, you know, they're a bit like, you know, they got the Pixar film thing, 
you know, there's sort of something for different ages and you can kind of reevaluate and reappreciate them. So I think I'd be okay nuking them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Mm. Oh, maybe that's right. I don't, you know, I d- that's my I, thing. I don't know if I would, you know, I, it's a weird one. It's a weird one because it, it's like we were talking about when we spoke about nostalgia, like how much are games actually as good as we remember and how much are they just the only game that we could play when we were 12 years old? I find, If you I know? had, what I would do is I'd steal the machine which we're using to erase people's memories of games. Yeah. I would I would find all the people who are giving Ron Gilbert grief at the moment about the look of the new Monkey Island and I would delete all Monkey Island from their heads. So, yeah, so agreed. I, They're I, not allowed to have it. I'd just reset them so they they basically become nicer people. Yeah. Um, so I'd do that for them against their will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good supervillain origin story. Uh, I'm sure Ron Gilbert would appreciate CWR that. CWR supervillain. <laughs> I do feel we're like on a narrative arc with the podcast where we're discovering that games actually have no intrinsic level of quality and it's almost entirely about context. <laughs> well, I mean, nothing has an intrinsic value, like level of quality, really. If we're going to go down... Oh, no. Let's go, go down, down let's route. go right down. <laughs> nothing is actually good, inherently. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just depends on the context in which you are meeting it. The treasure really was the friends we made along the way. Exactly. We should make a t-shirt on it that says nothing is good. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is good. The electronic wireless. And then it can have praise Mr. Diesel on the back. Yeah. (laughs) Last week's shirt. (laughs) Uh, I... uh... I was going to throw uh, Hitman into the ring, um, Ooh. mainly because I've been playing uh, Hitman Three. Has got a new level. Has uh, it? It's free. A free deal. A whole new level that's free. Yeah, called uh, it's like a pirate smuggler's cove called Ambrose Island, and um, you have to go there and and infiltrate various sort of pirate camps. But it's all a little bit sort of shacks on the beach and. Uh, Agent 47 can enter a slapping contest, which is quite good, where lots of characters take in turns to slap each other, and you have to be the best slapper on the island to earn someone's respect and gain an audience with someone. So that's that's quite fun. But playing that for the first time, it struck me that, oh, while, you know, a huge part of the Hitman experience is like mastering a, a location and learning all of its quirks and learning its routine. I uh, I don't think there's anything quite as exciting as walking into a new Hitman level for the first time and just seeing like A, the art design and the location that they've built and B, just having yeah. no idea of the kind of chaos you're going to cause. And so, you, you know, you just walk in there and then, you know, within five minutes you've picked up like an axe, a crowbar, a coconut, <laughs> you know, a ladle, <laughs> and you're like, well, somehow, you know, two people are going to die in the next hour. Uh, I like that a lot. I th- that that's a series I would happily reset, um, but maybe not reset like all my unlockable progress because that would be a pain in the ass. Just reset my brain, but I can still log into my profile. <laughs> like and... you'd wake up, you'd wake up and like boot it up and be like, I've. Seventy-eight hours in this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that would freak me out being aware of my former self. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And is that is that former self a different person because <laughs> they had different, you know, mm. context? Like, is a clone of you a different person? Oh, maybe I wouldn't like this at all. Yeah. How would you feel? Well, this is Matthew. When you made those five hundred clones for E3, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what them, they're yeah. experiencing every day. So you know. <laughs> How would you imagine if you could have all your memories of playing games eliminated and then handed your Steam library? With, yeah, and it said how much time you'd spent playing each game along next to them. Like, how would you make your choices about what to play first? Well, I'd probably trust previous me and be like, well, they love this to the tune of 150 hours. Or so would you I'll be probably... like, hmm, this, this one's a bit of a life eater? Ah. Uh... No, I think I'd be curious about what in it spoke to past me. <laughs> well, here's here's a question though: If you were had all of it wiped and you were given like yeah your your gaming history, do you think that objectively 
you would think <laughs> you were a nice person or seemed a bit boring or a bit of a dick. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. What from what like what from my game choices? Yeah. I mean, you've wiped these games from my mind, so I don't. I wouldn't know what any of them were. Oh, that's quite, true. Yeah, you know, I'd just be like, you know, oh, you played loads of Hitman Two. I mean, what's Hitman Two? Why can't I remember Again, anything? Maybe, maybe taking this too literally, and not in the spirit in which I asked the question. <laughs> I think it would be quite frightening. The very literal version of this. Yeah. I, mine would probably be quite boring and also because of my steam library i've got a lot of things that i've tried out for sort of 20 minutes or half an hour or 40 minutes you know so i'd look quite uh changeable you know right non-committal this podcast would be become considerably more difficult to make it's yeah. true yeah <laughs> And also, it would look like I had a three-year manic episode for the time I worked with RPS, because suddenly I was playing like, yeah, you know, like Alice's history, only more specific and and, and defined by a three-year period. I'd li- I would like an episode where you said, and it's best hats in games, and then we're all just like, well, I've never played a game. What's, what's a game? What's a game? Ah! Just us desperately looking through screenshots in Google Images, like, ah... Uh, there's this thing called Team Fortress 2. They seem to be into hats. <laughs> I kind of like the big beefy guy. He's got like a sombrero here. Uh, <laughs> I would quite like to erase the time I spent playing Team Fortress 2 because that would be like, that was just a waste of time. <laughs> Did you spend a lot of time playing uh, Team Fortress 2? TF2 and uh, Left 4 Dead, yeah, when I was at university. You know, when you just have type, because I studied a garbage I said god that's unfair I studied a humanity subject so I didn't have a lot of contact teaching time uh and because I read quite quickly I would do the reading and then just have days you what know what years were these uh 2008 nine ish something like that I bet you ended up playing against my mate Mark he used to play loads of left for dead and uh team fortress 2 in exactly ah. that period oh if Mark, you ever yeah, I know Mark a- yeah, yeah. Night, really, really lovely uh, New Zealander. Gets quite sardonic. Yeah, played against Mark many a time. There you go, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, like when you hear someone's from Ireland and like, oh, do you know, you know, Michael, my friend who also went to Ireland once? <laughs> um, I, that, that's all. I've taken the spirit in which this topic question was asked uh, poorly because I'd... I'd not want to play Team Fortress 2 again, kind of thing, I don't think. Um, I'd maybe like to take another run at, like, uh, a Dishonored, you know? Because they're similar to Hitman. That's true, they are. Because I've already started thinking about my second playthrough of Dishonored. I I have the same problem with Dishonored that I have with Mass Effect, in that actually my playstyle comes sort of from who I am inherently am you know like I won't be I, I don't want to play violent you know I won't play violently like I'll just do the same stealthy tricks again um I just yeah I'm sure I'd slip into the same habits I'm like the worst person to play immersive sims I'm just got I've, I'm not a, like adaptable at all I I'm quite bad because I hate stuff going wrong or what I perceive as going <sighs> wrong I'm not very playful as a player I do so, worry sometimes that I am a human NPC. Well, as we know, you're very good at doing NPC voices. So, mm. <laughs> now it's Wolf. Wolf is that side of yourself, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah. I think the best joke I've ever made is entire inside Matthew. There are two Wolf Carltons, but it's a joke that about <laughs> like two hundred people in the world would get, and not all of them would find funny. So. <laughs> I bloody love it. <laughs> uh, Thanks very much. I should probably move into the Cabin of Lies, but let us know what game you'd like to play for the first time. And I'll maybe read some out next week if your answers are good or funny enough. I have a high bar. It's <laughs> <to> email <laughs> podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. But meanwhile, lads, let's enter into my Cabin of Lies. It's the Cabin of Bloody Lies. Oh, my word. Oh, okay. It's been a bit spicy. I haven't had an Australian Cabin of Lies. Hey, you know, like, shake it up. Uh, so this week, it's not a traditional Cavern of Lies, it's a sort of Cavern of Mystery Steam Reviews, which was a very popular segment 
on uh, the the news magazine podcast show kind of thing that uh, Matthew used to do, PC Ooh, Gaming Week it Spot. It was fun. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I've done a version of that. It's not as uh, intense as as the original Cabinet Lies. There aren't as many rules. Basically, I have picked some Steam reviews of games that I thought would maybe come up this episode. They didn't all, but quite a few of them have. Um, and uh, I'm going to read out the negative reviews about these games that are otherwise held to be good. Okay. And see if you, you two can guess what game I'm talking about. I mean, I've got okay. a natural advantage of this because I played I played this game for a lot, a long time with colors. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so let's start with uh, these are all real, by the way. None okay, of them are good. fake. Yeah. I've made anything up. You'd have to pick a fake one out. Just see if you can match it to to yeah. the game. All right. This is from user Shadi Badu, <laughs> and they've re- reviewed this game saying, people seem to think this game is hilarious, and maybe at one time all the game needed to seem hilarious was to not take itself so seriously. That's it. That's the whole review. That's all. Oh, God. And this game is... Sorry, did you say you'd chosen the ones that did come up this episode? I, just... I picked ones that I thought would come up, uh, and... So it thinks it's fu- them did. It thinks it's funny, but it just doesn't take itself seriously. Is this Portal? No. Okay. Although, oh my god, great shout! I'd love to play Portal for the first time again. Yeah. I only say that because nine times out of ten, if Cullum gave me a mystery Steam review, I didn't know it was Portal. Um, <laughs> he knew that was my weak spot. So. It's not. But listen, please pretend we talked about Portal for like five minutes. Cause yeah. It's what an incredible game. Um. No, funny. it's not a portal. So a game with that's mm. noticeably funny. Well, we have to guess what that is from that. From that, read the review again. People seem to think this game is hilarious, and maybe maybe at one time all the game needed to seem hilarious was to not take itself so seriously. So one time sounds like it was some time ago. So is it a Monkey Island? It is. It's the secret of Monkey Island. Ah, nice. <laughs> well that was done. An Okay, uh, here's one. That, this is this is one for Nate, I think. This is from Reconfiguration, who spent 70 hours in this game. Coming from Dwarf Fortress in Factorio, I was hoping for a game with more building slash base management, but instead I ended up with a psychology simulator and a poor one at that. Uh, it's talking shit about RimWorld. They are, well done. <laughs> yeah, I'll reconfigure his face. Uh <laughs> 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 good very good okay i won't i'm not threatening a uh, man uh, <laughs> okay uh here's one this is a, a a paragraph from a review uh from tussock camper i'm gonna have to self-edit as i read it out okay what a disappointment these game are not better than uh redacted name of later game in the series mm-hmm. not by a long shot the plots are good. The backstory is good. The graphics are perfectly fine for their time, but the neither game is open world, and the gameplay, when under fire, is crippled by the awful auto duck and hide feature. Auto duck and hide. Mm. See, I was going to say like a Half Life, but I don't think it's that. Um, See, you know, I'll read it out again. You can work out the minimum number of games in the series from it. Yeah. What a disappointment. These games are not better than redacted later gaming series. Not by a long shot. The plots are good. The backstory is good. The graphics are perfectly fine for their time. But neither game is open world and the gameplay when under fire is crippled by the awful, spelt wrong, auto duck and hide feature. Okay, so it's a three game series. And the first two games had combat with an awful duck and hide and weren't open world, and the third one was open world, or had more open world in it, and didn't force you to duck and hide. Mm-hmm. Is that is that an accurate? Um... <laughs> it, it's it's sort of accurate. You've made one assumption that is incorrect, but it's uh, a, it's a tricky one. So uh, there may actually be more than three games. <laughs> Uh, of a duck, auto duck and hide. 
That's got to be the key to it. Auto, a game with auto duck and hide. I will say, no. Okay. It it is one that we've mentioned today. And I will say while you're thinking about it, uh, as I was putting these together, I really sympathize with you and Callum having to do this every week because so many negative reviews on Steam are about hardware issues or ports or Windows 10 updates. It put me in a real funk having to read through everyone's just like such specific to them reviews you're like I'm th- thank christ you are not an actual reviewer online because just useless um oh, mass effect well done you're doing oh. very well lads uh all right this is from coffee they must have got that username pretty early 126 hours in this game uh this again is a, a paragraph from a much longer review I feel that this game should have answered questions and helped to wrap up the series, but instead the game is just littered with references to the other games, which would be fine if it was done in moderation. So a big thing with a big on-running story needs wrapping up. Is that also Mass Effect 3? No. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I don't, that's quite a weird complaint, like... Oh, it'd be fine if it wrapped it all up, but instead it references past games, which is exactly what they asked for, right? That is wrapping up. Well, I will say, it feels like a weird... Compl- you wouldn't expect someone who is a fan of this series oh, okay. to have this sort of complaint. They usually sort of like the questions. Mm-hmm. So something quite self-referential. Have we talked about this one today? No. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. I'm coming up blank here. No, I can't. I can't think of it. You going out? You throwing in the towel? Yes. Here's my towel too. Is it Dark Souls 3? Oh, Dark Souls 3. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Okay, last one. Oh, yeah, those games, though. You're right. Like, the discovery of how it all connects and everything. That's a good good genre for resetting. Uh, Alrighty, last one. This is from user Dark Furniture. (laughs) That's a great name. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? I found it absolutely hilarious when the woman who helped kill my mother was lecturing me about my privilege and she's the protagonist of the next game? Okay. This game has incredible design and very poor story slash narrative. Woman who killed my mother is the protagonist in the next game. It's no, 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 no. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. Yes, in a fashion, yes. Oh, what well, well, old, old Billy, what's the chops? Yeah. yeah. Well done. You did you Wow. M- MVP to Nate there. Yeah. I didn't I'm sorry I didn't introduce a threat. I should have said that you'd be killed if you failed somehow. But uh well, can you just reveal now like a rhinoceros with a gun that was poised in the shadows at all times? God, you didn't yeah. even set a location for this cavern. There wasn't no, an I didn't, NPC. Sorry. It was I was thrown by the change in format. Uh but the rhinoceros the rhinoceros has tipped its fedora at you and is is walking backwards into the alley. <laughs> and you may now leave this this cavern of mystery steam reviews. That was a good one. Let's do this more. Bye. Au revoir. Alrighty. Good work on the cavern. That was yeah, Nate did very well. Uh and you nearly got a full house. There's only Dark Souls that foxed you, but that was a tough one. Because you don't expect nobody can play Dark Souls, and then it's like I, I really disliked how obscure it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit odd. Yeah, it's not a Dark Souls fan classic. But uh, we've now come to the end of this episode 196 of the Electronic Wireless Show, and all that remains is for us to uh, recommend something. Because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Matthew, what are you recommending this uh, week? I've been continuing my uh, Star Trek films rewatch. Uh, as mentioned in the last episode. Uh, and so I'm recommending Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, um, in which peace talks between the Federation and the Klingons 
are, are threatened by an assassination attempt. Uh, I think of the six original ones, it's my favourite, maybe. It's definitely yeah. up there with Wrath of Khan. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, there, there was a lot of talk. I, I, I seem to upset someone in the in the Discord by saying we didn't mind the the rebooted films, but... I didn't you know, mind them. They were fine. Deal with it. My really spicy take is everyone told me Star Trek V Final Frontier was by far the worst one, and it definitely isn't. Search for <laughs> Spock is the worst one. Um, Ooh, so stick hey. that in your space pipe and smoke it. All I remember about Search for Spock is the bit where like that planet's <laughs> going on like speedrun mode and all those worms go mental. It's cool. <laughs> I just don't like films where they reveal what happens in the end in the title. <laughs> like, well, um, I, I, you know, I imagine they're going to find him. Like, it'd be rubbish if you spent two hours and they're like, nope. <laughs> no you can't find him anywhere. Where did you last have him? <laughs> uh, he is dead. <laughs> Spark's always in the last place you look. I watched, um, I'm not going to recommend it, but we watched uh, the latest Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness one. And I was quite looking forward to it because I like Sam Raimi, but I really didn't like it. I thought it was rubbish. And I just like that, like, they should do one that's just called, like, Mr. Normal, and it's just a man eating an egg on toast, you know. But it's shot like a Sam Raimi film, so it's all, like, weird. <laughs> like, as as he, like, eats the egg, it shoots up his nose, and then you see his synapses firing. My recommendation this week is uh, The Three Dahlias by Katie Watson. It's a book. It's a debut mystery book. um, And it's a really fun kind of golden age of crime-esque murder mystery taking place in a big old country house. But it's a little bit sort of meta because the murder takes place at a convention for a kind of fictional um, Agatha Christie author. Uh, and her famous character is called Dahlia Lively, and the three Dahlias refers to three different actresses who played Dahlia uh, at different times in, oh. in like the the seventies and then the nineties, and and then in a rebooted film. Oh, that so, sounds fun. Yeah, it's really fun, really, really fun. Really liked it a lot. Of course, nothing as we established is good, but my context uh, <laughs> leads me to believe that this is. Um, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. It's got a lovely cover as well. Uh, Nate, what are you recommending? We've been growing mushrooms in the cupboard. They're not even illegal. They're really, really good. Um, yeah, we've been uh, we bought a oyster mushroom uh, oyster mushroom growing kit, uh, which we put in our pantry over the hot week. And yeah, in less than a fortnight, we had a giant bloom of beautiful shiitake mushrooms. Well, wow. um, I can't remember the brand of it, but I'll. Um, I'll send it to you in a bit and uh, you can pop that in the notes. It was just really satisfying uh, springing up indeed as they do like mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> it was remarkable just seeing them suddenly there. Uh, they only needed a little bit of misting in terms of maintenance. It was just a pleasant thing to do. Well, I mean, that sounds lovely. I wish I liked mushrooms because they do seem like a really good and uh, versatile food stuff and they are fascinating as well. So Growing mushrooms in your cupboard sounds good. Top uh, lads. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode of the Electronic Wireless Show. Do remember that you can join the Discord. The link's in the show notes. You can buy some ner- merch. The link is also in the show notes. You can email in podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube if you just search for us. But for all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. Dot com. Dot com. Thanks very much for joining us for this lovely episode talking about the games that we'd like to play for the first time again slash what are the dangers of erasing one's memory. <laughs> we will see you again next week. It's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. It's goodbye from Wolf Carlton. Oh, oh goodbye. Yeah. Did you forget you were Wolf Carlton again? Matthew? Yeah. Oh, Sorry, no. I put my I too many trips through the old memory machine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's goodbye from uh, a cichlid, Nate. Bye bye. 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 bye.